0: everyone, Nick from UnstableTop here welcoming you to our feed. Uh, Whether you're here on purpose or found us on accident, we are all super grateful that you're checking us out. UnstableTop was formed earlier this year by myself and a group of friends uh, who all have a passion for TTRPGs. We've been playing together for about seven years now and really just wanted a creative outlet to be able to share our games and our table with everybody. Uh, For this game coming up, we're going to be running Empire of the Ghouls, uh, which is a kobold press campaign published in September of 2020 that takes place in the Midgard setting. All of us are incredibly excited to dive into the city of Zobek with you, uh, and we hope that you enjoy the adventure as much as we do. The players and I took some time to record some introductions so you can meet everyone and take a little peek at the party we've crafted. Uh, Those are coming up here in just a second. So again, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy How you doing buddy i'm good how are you uh i'm doing okay good so first off um fuck i forgot what i was gonna say um uh, pause for edit pause for edit again uh, so hey everyone um thank you so much for checking out this early recording that we're doing um this is a learning process for all of us and we have no problem admitting that so here we go <laughs> um i am here uh with Chris uh Chris you want to tell us a little bit about yourself like just me as
1: in like just me Chris yeah like your shoe size like what you're wearing oh. <laughs> your social security <laughs> number uh well my name is obviously Chris my pronouns are he and they um and you can use those interchangeably I don't really care which way um I don't know I've been playing D&D for a little bit now <laughs> a mean, little bit what's a little bit like God, when did we start playing together? Like five years ago? Uh, yeah, something like that. Something um, like that. So, so tell everyone a little
0: bit uh, about your history with uh, with tabletop games in general, not just D anD D, but uh, you know anything related to tabletop.
1: Um, so my first exposure to tabletop games was probably when I was really little, um, maybe like I know, seven or eight. Uh, my uncle was like really big into it when he was a kid and talked about it every now and then. And I would ask him, like, hey, like, you know, I, I really that sounds really cool. Can I play? And he'd be like, uh, my your mom would probably get really mad at me and say it's satanic or something. Um, <laughs> And then one day when I was in college, uh, the cl- uh, president of the club I was in uh, mentioned that they were running a D&D game or they were playing in a DD and d game run by one of the other members. And I joined up with them and that's how I met you. And then I've played in all your games since then. Um, it's been a great time.
0: Yeah, so this is not our first time uh, playing together. Um, but you're playing something a little different than um, you've played in the past, sort of. Uh, what do you have planned for this campaign? What kind of character are we going to see from you?
1: Oh, boy. Um, we are playing, uh, we're going to be playing a wizard. Um a a particular a particularly strange wizard, I think, um, though all wizards are a little bit strange. Um, he's he's a character for sure. And I've only played a wizard one other time, and I feel like he was very a generic wizard. So we're going to we're going to see some interesting things. Um, do you want me to tell you more about him?
0: Uh, yeah. Why don't you tell uh, tell me whatever you feel comfortable telling me um, without spoiling anything?
1: Yeah, OK. So my character's name is Pan. Uh, his pronouns are he, him, and he is a uh, he's a tiefling. He's a little strange. He's got a little bit of a green coloration to his skin. Uh, and a he has green the two- tiefling? Yeah, a green tiefling, uh, much to the chagrin of 5e traditionalists. Um, He's got some horns on the front of his head, and he has like this longish, mediumish, longish white hair. Um, he is a little scatterbrained if that's a thing that isn't defensive. I don't think it is. Um, he's a bit all over the place. Uh, he learned magic at a really early age. Um, and it's kind of just been, you know, living in the free city of Zobek for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, spoiler Zobek. Um, we are playing some kobold press products to find folks at kobold press that make products that we all like and enjoy. Um, so as far as my understanding, all of these characters are based in things that already exist in the Kobold Press stuff. Is that right?
1: Yeah, this one, this one for sure is um, when I started reading up on some of that material to get ready, I really, I really enjoyed Zobeck. Um, Just it's kind of rejection of noble rule and uh, general stuff like that. Just, they're really into personal freedoms and believing that everyone can can make it on their own. Right. So I thought
0: that and, was really cool. And speaking of everyone making it on their own, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure a green tiefling um, is looked upon fondly in the Free City of Zobek. Is that right?
2: Ooh,
1: it kind of depends on uh, who you ask, I guess. Um, <laughs> they're I mean, their tieflings are pretty rare, and you know, a lot of people don't like tieflings very much. Um, and some tieflings like they, they form these like fringe of society groups. I don't imagine um, that that Pan would be would be one one of them. He'd just be a guy kind of walking around. Okay, um, hoping that so, no one throws something at him. So so tell me a
0: little bit about uh, a little bit kind of you, you mentioned that Pan um, was sort of a sort of a scatterbrain type guy, um, hmm. and he he had some pretty early experiences with magic. Um, Tell me a little bit more about you know sort of his family situation. what's what's going on with him in the city? Does he live by himself? Does he have folks? who does he stay with?
1: Um, he's currently living um, with a friend um, away from his family. Um, he does have a family and he he stays in pretty good contact with them. Um, he's both of his parents are humans and he has two siblings, one older and one younger. Um, you know, it's a very loving home he came from. Uh, he hasn't seen too much of them since he's been studying at um, the Arcane Collegium. Uh, so he's been off there doing his own thing a little bit. Um, I don't know how much more I want to go into without getting into spoiler territory, but uh. um, he has a good relationship with his family. I,
0: I'm, I'm sure that it was uh, it was no surprise when he came out and was green. Um, and had horns.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was no surprise, and there was definitely no allegations of anything, and there were definitely were no rumors around town about how that happened.
0: Family drama.
1: Uh,
0: and, and you mentioned uh, you mentioned an arcane collegium, is that right?
1: Yeah, he's going to school there, he's got an apprenticeship there, um, he's learning to be a wizard. Um, kind of what you have to do, just study a lot.
0: Okay. Uh, so what kind of things are you, are you hoping for him? You know, this is a, this sounds like a character that's sort of in, in the very early parts of maybe a little bit of self-discovery, a little bit of self-knowledge here.
1: Yeah. Um, he, he was interested like really deeply as I imagine anyone would be, um, when he asked his parents, uh, Hey mom and dad, why am, why am I green? And they were just like, well, we don't know. And, you know, that's not really, it's not a great answer. So he, he's done a lot of looking into that, and he's really interested to finding out why that happened, and maybe some stuff that comes along the way with that, like um, how uh, the universe is pretty random.
0: Okay. okay. Um, so uh, I guess two final questions here. Uh, number one, uh, what is he going to do when he figures that out? When he figures out the, the scope and the design of, of himself in the universe?
1: Gosh, I... I don't really know i think he would probably uh he would want to share that information he might even be interested in taking up um, a permanent position at the arcane collegium as like a professor
0: yeah because i'm sure that uh this adventure will revolve around him living a very happy and long life as a (laughs) tenured professor
1: yeah regular people don't go around adventuring
0: um, question number two: uh, What kind of uh, what kind of backup character do you have when your level one wizard inevitably <laughs> dies uh, after being killed by a falling brick or tripping over uh, a, a, a tree root and falling and hitting their head and drowning? Or oh boy, some other terrible fate.
1: I don't really like how this is going. Um, <laughs> probably, I think I'd be interested in playing a kobold artificer. Uh, yeah, okay. just, a, just an artificer, something I've never played before.
0: Uh, so, so tell me, and, and tell the, the the two and a half people that are going to listen to this in the next uh, six months. Um, How does a half person listen to something? Well, we we're inclusive here. We include okay, all people, including half people. Got it. Um, what the uh, What are you most excited about for this? Not only this character, but sort of this project.
1: Um, I I think that. And maybe this is bold of me to say, but I think we're we're all pretty good at playing this game, and I think we all get along pretty well and we do a lot of riffing off of each other, so I think we bring a, a lot of comedy to this, so I'm hoping that we that we lean into that direction uh, even if things get pretty grim so i'm I'm really excited about um seeing seeing where this goes and seeing how much everyone enjoys doing it
0: any uh any thoughts on your fellow players that uh,
1: we will be hearing from? probably
0: sometime after this conversation.
1: Um, I think they're all wonderful friends of mine that I've had for several years, Um, and I think we're all going to do great.
0: I'd like to timestamp that part so when one of the other players uh, accidentally or purposefully kills you in the future.
1: Yeah, um, I'll definitely bring that back up.
0: uh, Okay, Uh, is there anything else that you think that we need to know? Anything else you want to share about your character or uh, anything else?
1: um so when we started doing these these um these characters you you know asked us a bunch of questions and i think the favorite one i the, i saw that you asked was how many knives do they have um in my i wrote down i mean what is a knife is a letter opener a knife because if so too um and i just think that's really fun
0: okay well i hope that uh pan is planning to bring something into the free city of zobek a little, bit, uh, a little bit stronger, a little bit more powerful than just a letter opener. But maybe mm. that'll work out for him and all of his interests. We can only hope for the best. Um, okay, well, I, I appreciate you taking some time to talk about your character. Um, of course, we'll be hearing from these other characters in this uh, Kobold Press Empire of the Ghouls campaign, which I think everyone is super excited about. Um, reading the adventure I, I think is going to be a lot of fun to play through and a lot of Fun to run. Uh, for those of you that hear this prior to the next couple of weeks, uh most of our adventuring party is planning to uh travel to Pax Unplugged in uh where is that again, Chris? That'd be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So if you're one of the four people that hears this in the next six months, uh and you are there and want to chat or hang out or grab a beer, we like to drink beer. Uh yeah, we do. That would be super cool. Uh so Chris, thanks so much and we will hear from you shortly.
1: Oh yeah, let's go.
0: I I don't know what to ask. Fuck, I forgot. Um <laughs> Hey Wes, how are you doing? Uh hi, I'm I'm doing I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. This is uh this is good. This is not a, really how we had planned to do this initially, and there may be a couple hiccups, but you know, this is a learning process. This is new for all of us and uh as I said when we were recording with Chris None of us are afraid to admit that. Yeah, for sure. Um so a little bit tell me about your uh tell me about your character for this upcoming campaign. I assume it's going to be some uh some elf ranger of some royal renown
3: as usual. Oh man, I I wish. Um no. So um with with the campaign setting that we're going in, like my my initial thoughts were I wanted to play like a, like a viking character or something Norse, you know, to try and better fit with the setting so like then i kind of went in and i read through the books and the different settings so i I definitely wanted to build something from the the northlands um and then i wanted to also use like a class from the books as well and and digging through some of them i i only i found a couple different classes but the one that really jumped out to me as being like very northland specific was a, a druid subclass um so I'm going to be running a human druid.
0: Wow, a human druid. Yeah, I'm sure your human druid has a a lovely backstory with loving parents and no character flaws or tragedies, right? Um,
3: sure. <laughs> Definitely the the best family life.
0: Okay. As always. Um, so tell me a little bit. Uh, obviously, this is going to be set somewhere a little far away, but um, tell me a
3: little bit about the Northlands area. So the the Northlands are kind of like this very harsh environment, just very cold, snowy all the time, and like there's long periods of like darkness just from like their the way their day night cycle works. Like they'll just have parts of the year that are pretty much all dark. Um, so like th- that environment tends to grow people who are just as like hard and hardy as like the, the, the world that they live in.
0: Okay. Um, and, and tell me a little bit more, uh, how, how are you feeling about playing a Druid? I know that normally, uh, you know, Druid's not one of your go-to classes. Um, so how, how are you feeling about that?
3: Um, I mean, mixed feelings i guess uh i i am a little bit worried about playing like a full spellcaster on like a podcast thing because i don't know we've played a lot of dungeon dragons and i'm gonna be honest sometimes being a spellcaster can be a lot of work uh, um but i i my plan going in is to try and not be like a super Combat-focused character. I want to be more of like a support character. So when I'm when I'm like picking spells, I'm trying to focus on picking stuff that I think will be more utility, and I want to try and take as much advantage of that as I can.
0: So just for everyone's record, that means that you're going to be playing pocket healer um, for the entirety of the of the party.
3: No, oh god, I'm I'm not taking a single healing spell. You can't make me. Um, <laughs> I've they heard of
0: uti- I've I've heard of utility uh, utility wizards are a, a big thing, right? And um, I think maybe some of the other spellcasting classes sort of lose some of that utility. Uh, aside from you know clerics and, and I guess I, I had never thought about it before, but I guess a utility druid um, is is entirely possible. So I'm I'm excited to see that um, without without giving away any spoilers. Um, you know, tell us a little bit more about your character's kind of upbringing or their, their personal life, anything that you want to share uh, that you feel like isn't going to ruin the sort of learning
3: experience of your character. So, I mean, I, I don't want to go into it too much, but the, the way that I've, that, that I've written my character and that I'm, that I'm writing it um, is that, like, he, he he's from this, like, very Viking-centric society, or I don't, I don't think they ever use that word in the campaign book, I think they, I think they call them Reavers. Um, but like in, in, in the, in the real world, we have like this mindset of like the, 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 tough Vikings and like what that culture is like and how it's a very like, you know, a, a, the, the battle centric culture and all of that. I, I feel like my character doesn't really fit in with that society. Um, and that's kind of part of what's driven him to, to like, the, the trades that he's taken up into uh, why he's kind of traveling out. Uh,
0: I, I know that we have discussed this next part at length, um, mostly with me harassing you for weeks on end <laughs> about sending me something. Um, so for some of your past characters, just for everyone else, uh, you know, who doesn't play in our games, um, I, for one character, you had sent me uh, a complete genealogy of, of their family and who they belong to. Um, them being sort of descended, being a part of the nobility in the Feywild. Uh, For our current game, which is a Starfinder game, you wrote me a screenplay for your character that should be shared in the event of his unfortunate demise. Um, What kind of research have you done going into this character? I know that's a really important part of character
3: building for you. So for this character, I wanted to really like stick with that Old North Old Norse theming. Um, so I've I went in and I read the, the the Vinland sagas, like the actual like historical sagas, which would be the, the saga of the Greenlanders or the, the Icelanders and the the saga of Eric the Red. Um, and I I kind of want to have my backstory portrayed like in the same voice of those sagas. And, and kind of write in that style and kind of bring as much of that as I can. I feel like I'm probably going to butcher it because, uh, man, some of those names are hard to pronounce, including some of the names I've put in my own backstory, but, you know, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, I, 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 we
0: talked about it earlier before we started recording. You want to try to pronounce that name for everyone?
3: Oh, my, like my, my character's name? Yeah. Uh, I will most likely ruin it but his name is finn barder sigmundson i'm sure that
0: the hundreds of tens of people that are listening that live in those regions of the world are entirely
3: offended by your pronunciation i'm trying my best i've been there is a um like a norse language specialist college professor who's i believe his name is jeremy crawford is that right james crawford Uh, let me look it up i want to get this i want to i want to get this right Real quick, it's Jackson Crawford. He does a lot of videos talking about like Norse language, and I've done a lot. I've I've, I've watched several of his videos talking about like the pronunciation and like the structure of the names. Um, and he even does some like mythology ones. And like I, I watched a video that he did on like the the magic in in old in like the old Norse stuff, and that's where some of the inspiration for my character came from he's been a very like good wealth of information
0: so what you're saying is um even though i've been harassing you for six months to to send me something for your character uh that time has been used quite effectively and you have probably been deep diving more than anyone else uh when it comes to making their character
3: sure i'll take that
0: (laughs) yeah um I, i i can't wait to record and hear the comparison uh of the work that you've put in versus the work that josh has put into his character because you two play, uh, generally very different kinds of characters. And I, um, I think that comparison will be interesting.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it just be, it be a, a, a big guy who, who hits stuff real good. Like I, always.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else that you want to share about your character? Anything else that you really feel like anyone needs to know, um, about you or your character or just anything in general?
3: Um, uh, I,
0: I I don't I can't think of anything off the top of my head. We'll leave we'll leave everything else to come out in the uh, come out in the the podcast and the role play and see what uh, what happens.
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward
0: to it. All right, well, thanks so much for doing this. Um, and we will check in here shortly with a couple other players. Uh, so thanks everyone for taking a listen to this. Uh, hopefully you've heard the other ones. Uh, Chris and I have recorded his already, so that should be in front of this. I think. Uh, we also have two other players that we'll be doing these with so you can get kind of an idea uh, before listening to this what we're going to be going into
2: and who you can expect to meet um, so thanks so much hey everyone thanks for
0: tuning in to another character intro with us uh, i am here with the illustrious josh Uh, who's here to talk a little bit about his character. Josh, how you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm doing just fine. I am tired of Thanksgiving leftovers, and I'm ready for them to be gone forever, Um, at least until Christmas when we have similar foods. Uh, So this is the third intro that we're doing. Um, We did Wes and Chris's intro previously, and hopefully those are already up and where people can hear them and and judge all of us for being shitty people in general. Um, But tell me a little bit about your character. What kind of character are are you bringing to this game?
2: I'm bringing a paladin. A steadfast paladin, some would say.
0: Paladin. Um, I'm sure you've never played any of those before in any of the other games that we've played.
2: Oh, never. I would never play a paladin. Um,
0: <clears throat> so what, what made you pick paladin? You know, Was it was it a pretty obvious choice for you to go paladin, which I, I think we can both agree is probably your favorite class.
2: That is correct. Uh, paladin is my favorite class. With something like this, I feel like the paladin would work well with this campaign.
0: And, wh- and why is that?
2: I don't know. Thinking about, like, Empire of Ghouls, I think a Paladin fighting against ghouls and, like, maybe a plague-type scenario would really show what a Paladin can do.
0: Um, so bringing a Paladin to an undead fight, that sounds... I mean, that sounds fair. Um, what uh, What makes this Paladin that you're playing now, this Paladin that you've spent some time working on, what makes this Paladin different than uh, some of the other ones that you've played?
2: Uh, well, he... Just kind of figured out how to be a paladin. He's very new to it, where most of my paladins have been um, training to be paladins all their lives. He's only been training maybe five, six years. And so, I feel like that's a new, interesting take for me to play a younger character, especially younger than myself, on like how to grow in the world and grow to be a better person alongside the world.
0: Okay, um, so truly a level one character coming in with. You know, very little, or I guess very little paladin experience compared to, um, you know, some who, who train for, for decades. Um, and then also a, a young character who, uh, have they been adventuring before? Is this their first time? Tell us about that.
2: They've never been adventuring before. They've been with a band of nomads all their life, traveling from area to area throughout the southern lands. So
0: in the, uh, when, when you were preparing this character and you dug a little bit into the Southlands, is there anything that you can tell us? Anything you think is just cool about the Southlands or anything that you think is important to your character?
2: Um, well, he hasn't experienced too much of it because most of his travels are within the deserts, actually. The Crescent Desert. He'll go to different like towns through that. I think the most interesting thing is he's was on the cusp of the valley of the golden ultra he never got to go actually go into the valley because his father and mother were against that they they keep pretty close tabs on him not letting him go out too much
0: is there a uh, is there a reason why that valley is uh is a dangerous
2: place they they never said they never gave him a reason they just told him to stay away they said to stay with the caravan at all times as Azim loves and cherishes his family, his parents, he doesn't want to disobey them.
0: And your character's name, uh, as as we heard, is Azim. Is that right?
2: That is correct.
0: And and what is Azim? We know that Azim is a paladin. Is he? A, is he a human? Is he an elf? What is he?
2: He is a human.
0: He's a human. Um, no, uh, no surprises there. Nothing that we need to be on the lookout for.
2: Nothing that I'm aware of, or that he is aware of.
0: I feel like that's a cop out answer.
2: Well, some things we all just don't know about ourselves. That's the thing going through life and growing up.
0: Um, we, had, we had talked about, um, in Wes's interview, about kind of the role that everyone is going to play. Um, and Wes is planning to sort of run his character as more of a utility character. Uh, and he specifically said that he is refusing to take any healing spells. So does that mean that Azim is going to be our pocket healer for this group?
2: Oh, that's going to be very interesting. Probably not. He might actually. He might try, but I don't think he'll understand the proper ways of healing, considering, like I said, he's only been doing the paladin thing for, or learning to be a paladin for about five years. He doesn't really know that much about it. Um, Most he knows and the most he's learned is how to defend people to keep them from harm.
0: So let me ask, uh, where where has he learned this sort of uh, this paladin practice from?
2: Um, one day, his the nomad tribe he is with, or the nomad group he's with, the caravan, were being attacked by a gang of bandits, uh, marauders, and all of such. And one day, this figure clad in like armor came in and stopped the bandits. The one thing that caught his eye the most was this this person, this humanoid or figure at the time doing, to him, had stomped on the ground, and for a good 20 or so, 30 feet around him, the bandits just stopped in their tracks and were not able to move, and he just took them down like it was nothing. Um, come to find out, he was a wandering pal- paladin of Horus, and he introduced himself as Cavell, I'm sorry, and Azim was just enamored by it. He was ecstatic to see this. He's never seen this before in his life,
0: and it sounds like he was still. I mean, I think I think he is a fairly young character, but it sounds like he was, you know, even younger at this point. Um, and it it also sounds like this made a pretty big impression on him. Is that right?
2: That is correct. Uh, Azim was about 14 when he met Kavil.
0: So this 14-year-old's around. This uh his family and, and him are getting attacked. This badass shows up, uh saves the day. I mean what's what's not to what's not to like about that.
2: That's the way Azim felt. He felt very inspired by him. To the point he actually asked him to teach him the ways of his ways. And so, for years Cavill trained Azim to become a paladin of Horus.
0: So Azim left with Cavill, um and, and sort of went under his tutelage.
2: That is correct. They would come back to the, the nomad caravan periodically. They wouldn't go too far out. He basically took him around to kind of help him train against like other bandits, like going against them and marauders and the such. So giving Always keeping a watchful eye.
0: So giving him the tools to sort of help defend his own. That is correct. And now, as him, who is a, who was a young adult... Um, is looking to maybe use those tools to protect others.
2: Yeah, he's really wanting to protect his family. Kavil um, really putting his heart to protect the innocent and all, all of that. You know, the good, the good boy paladin thing. And he just he wants to live up to that. He wants to live up to the the teacher he had. He wants to make his parents proud and his caravan proud. Um, with their travels, he Kavil are Azim has shown that he's pretty capable of defending the caravan. Um, Cavill has since left and went on his own. And and one day, hopefully, we'll be reunited with Azim.
0: Oh man, that means I have to write stuff into this campaign.
2: Oh man, I'm sorry. Make you do a little work.
0: I was planning on just reading the book verbatim and dealing with that, but I guess not.
2: Shame, shame, shame. I
0: appreciate that. Well, uh, is there anything else that you want to share about your character? Anything else that you feel like anyone needs to know? Uh, obviously, we'll keep spoilers to a minimum.
2: Um, being raised with the caravan, he just he, he has very limited social interactions. So with it bigger cities, because there was very few people that went to the bigger cities to do the trade, while everyone else stayed back and kind of handled like supplies and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to see him in like the larger cities he's never been to. Uh, obviously, with the people that he'll end up meeting, will be interesting. So,
0: sort of moving out of his comfort zone, um, not only in his environment but those who he's around.
2: That is great. Azim also learned, oh, obviously, about the being a paladin of Horus, the, the sun god of the southern lands, who is considered to be a lawful good god. In the southern lands
0: ah so a lawful good human paladin yep okay well i know that's just because there's no dragonborn in this setting um or else you would have played one of those probably Um, yeah well i appreciate you taking a break from playing whatever you're playing and uh to do this um for those of you that are listening to this we still have one more sort of in the works with our last player we're looking forward to that and then we'll be uh, diving into some of these episodes and we'll see how it goes um, josh if you inevitably die in the first three sessions um, probably because of something that i missed up uh, or missed or, or messed up what is uh what's your backup character you have one of those planned or is that going to take some time
2: i have i have a concept for a character um, but i'm not sure if i want to go with it yet but it it, it it has been a thought it is a griffonite for the fighter arch, a fighter archetype because what's cooler than riding into battle on a griffin?
0: I mean, that's fair. Um Okay. Well, that's it for this one. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.
4: Are you going to have like a blooper reel or something?
0: No, I'm, I'm, I, I cut everything out. Oh. Hey, everyone who's made it this far. Uh We are on our last character intro, so thank you so much for sticking around. Uh Last but certainly not least, I'm here with Melissa. Hello, Melissa. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks. Um, So tell me a little bit about your experiences with tabletop games.
4: I started playing tabletop games with you. um, And I made a sorcerer character. And ever since then, I've mostly played sorcerer characters.
0: So started with magic and stayed with magic. Um, Anything else about your characters that was very similar?
4: They were always behind-the-scenes characters. Pause for sticky meowing.
0: So you've stuck with spellcasters for the most part. Uh, What else about your characters was, you know, similar?
4: My characters are always behind-the-scenes characters. Characters that did more uh, defense than offense. Uh, Always at the back of the line. Um, Never really charging out in front to fight. Never a fighter.
0: Okay. And what about from a roleplay perspective? What were they like?
4: Small, timid, young.
0: Uh, So I assume that you are making a small, timid, young background character for this game too.
4: Absolutely not.
0: All right. Tell me about them.
4: So Merwin is a half-orc barbarian. She is basically the mom friend of her little found friend group where she takes care of everybody. She's front of the line. She's the one that everyone comes to when they need help. She's large and she uses her large size to protect her friends and her family, her found family.
0: So that's I mean that's a that's a pretty significant change for you then.
4: Yeah, I'm a little nervous, but it's 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 about time that we've had a change in my characters cuz it was getting a, a little stale.
0: Okay. Um so how have you prepared this character? What kind of stuff have you been uh, you know, I, I know you're a big reader. Is there anything you've been reading, um, or anything you've been looking into to get some inspiration for your character?
4: So one of my favorite books is shit, what's the name of that book? One of my favorite books is Gideon the Ninth by Tasman Muir. And Gideon is a powerhouse character. She is the one in charge, the one who takes care of Harrow, who is um, Gideon's Charge.
0: And would you say that was a big inspiration for this character?
4: Definitely. Um, there's a second book in the series I haven't read yet, but definitely going on with the fir- first book.
0: And uh, how much do you know about the other player characters that you're going to be adventuring with?
4: I know a little bit. Um, I know them as people outside of the game, and I know what characters they tend to go for. Um, I don't know so much about their characters in this game, though.
0: So you mentioned you're playing a half-orc, a half-orc barbarian, but a half-orc. Um, have you read anything about half-orcs or orcs in the Midgard setting where we're going to be playing?
4: I know they're not popular. Okay. I know they're kind of on the sidelines of society, um... I'm probably going to get some stuff when I first go into the city.
0: You feeling any type of way about that or any sort of special preparation or consideration?
4: I would use her personality to my advantage. I wouldn't say she was brash, but she's definitely um, like a type A in charge personality.
0: You've played with you've played with our other players before, uh, Chris and Wes and Josh. Do you have any concern that your character may clash with any of theirs?
4: Josh, definitely. I'm used to him being the lead of all of us, Um, but he might have some competition in this game.
0: All right. Is there anything else that you're looking forward to or uh, anything else you want to share with anybody?
4: I'm just really excited to be playing a different type of character. Um, It still has a little bit of me in it. All my characters have a little bit of me in it. Uh, I like to be the mother figure of my friend group, and I like to take care of everybody. Being a six-foot-tall, large person, I want to be able to take care of my friends and my family. And I added that into Merwin's story.
0: I'm excited to find out what happens with Merwin and to see how her story unfolds. Um, so thank you so much.
4: Yep. Thank you. Bye.